Welcome back to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts. Whoa. Clear Eyes, Full Hearts plus Booze, the podcast. For some reason, I thought I said it wrong. You said it right. Believe in yourself. <laughs> it didn't register in my brain. I've been doing this for too long. Um, I'm Mary Johnson. I'm Katie Elliott. And it's still 2017 and we're still almost dying. How? How is every day so long, every week so fast, and every like month just eternal i don't know okay i'm gonna read the wikipedia summary of season four episode 10 i can't i like can't i can't i can't even (laughs) i literally cannot um riggins puts tammy in a tough spot julie asks a friend to dinner vince's mom has a health crisis Luke's parents look for ways to help him. And Eric is urged to change his coaching style. And Eric is hungover AF. These are like really vague statements. It's pretty funny. I like they are like avoiding spoilers at all costs. Unlike in Netflix when they just like they say just- the spoiler. <laughs> um, I'm just like shocked at like, this maintaining this whole like Julie befriends a new person in town type of thing. Like, yeah, it's like, it's why? Just so weird and like, funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> why not? I mean, whatever, it's fine. Spoiler alert: they're not. They're more than friends. <laughs> Julie has a new fuck buddy from yeah. Habitat from Humanity. Julie's been smooching all over town. All right, so there's a lot of stuff in this episode. Like, it's, it's a pretty serious app. It's really serious, and there's so much stuff that happens. Um, so I think we're going to just try to like wing it. It's an organic episode and see what, where our minds take us. Yeah. See what happens. Beware. Reader, beware. You're in for a scare. (laughs) What do you want to start with? Like what? Let's just get the Becky stuff. The elephant in the room. Okay. Save the elephants. Oh my God. (laughs) Like we... It was, it's emotionally charged. This whole episode's emotionally charged, and this is, like, just a huge chunk of that. I cried a lot during her second convo with Tammy. Oh, God. That is so real. Yeah. And she's such, like, a smart, like, okay, I love Becky's. I know you don't like Becky, so. I don't like Becky, but I wasn't annoyed by her in this episode. And I think that the girl who plays her, I think Dora Madison, Mm -hmm. is a really good actor. She turned it out and Mm -hmm. she really tapped into like something that a real person would feel or like, and then like really was eloquent with it. And like, I don't know, it was just very good. And I was like, yes, this is how a teenager, this is what a teenager has to like reconcile in their mind when faced with this. Also just like, I can't relate to this, but imagine how horrible it'd be like okay i have to make a life-changing decision like am i gonna keep this baby or am i gonna get an abortion and then like to me i would be like and then potentially like regret it one day or immediately after or whatever but she's like am i gonna go to hell for eternity oh like it's like another element to yeah that's your existential nightmare of being a teenager in general yeah like to yeah to grapple with like that element of it is like so scary and sad and it's also like something that like 
you would never want a child to have to think right. was an option. But like, I, I think, think that's to, like, I can't like what other people have said. Right. I can't relate, but I think that that's like a big part of it is that you grow up like really scared of going to hell. Right. And like that to me, I mean, that's horrible. Well, we know people like that, that like, that's just been a th- like right. a thing. So, um, but like frame it with a very real like a fraud thing. decision. Yeah. And like what we can also pull from like Luke's conversations with his parents that like that is so what's going through their mind. Yeah. And even Tammy, you can tell she's not like stoked. She's about not obsessed giving with her the idea. The <laughs> she's like, yeah, I can, I can do that for you. But like, she's not obsessed. Her, okay. Should we rewind? Oh yeah. Let's go back. Sorry. It's okay. But yeah. So basically Becky, we know she's pregnant. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't know what to do. Well, she knows she probably wants to get an abortion, but she doesn't know how to go about it or how to tell her mom or anything. Yeah. So she is talking to Tim because they're buds. They're back to being like straight up buds now. Yeah. They, that it's over. Yeah. It's <laughs> life is bigger than yeah, like, like reality has her hit. kissing him and him rejecting her. Like who cares? Who yeah. gives a shit? We're adults now. They yeah. like, they're literally adults now. They have to deal with it. So Tim like absolutely turns it out. He does a really good job of yeah. knowing how to like attack the situation. Like he would probably give her like the best advice he could, which would probably be crappy. So he knows he's not the right person to do it. Mm-hmm. So he goes to take her to Tammy, who we know is the wisest person in the entire world. Yeah. Like literally like helps all teens at all times of the night. Yeah. So, I mean, she's, she was literally a guidance counselor and we can, this is probably the first time we've really seen her give like great guidance. Like there was some Tyra stuff back in season one and two, but, Mm -hmm. but that was also like very based on like, you know, your, your education's important and like everyone's, you know, has potential. This is like, like outside of a school situation um and because she's been principal now for a while we haven't she has maybe hasn't like flexed these skills and yeah because julie doesn't want to talk to her at any any cost (laughs) so um yeah this is like a like she's put on the spot it's a real-time situation and she's able to really she's pretty objective and she's pretty just like there to listen Mm -hmm. and help um so becky is like what should i do Mm -hmm. um and tammy explains that she can um she gets free coverage through the state i guess as like a teen Uh, mom a teen a pregnant teen yeah and then um she could she could like set her up with like adoption agencies which is even that is surprising to us mm-hmm. right like that mm-hmm. wouldn't be the first thing that they would say to someone here in canada no no um or at least here in ontario yeah there's oh, other true. provinces yeah. that aren't out east it's like way different um but yeah in ontario probably you would have the two options or i guess three options like right yeah right in front of you yeah there would be equally weighed i'd say yeah um but becky Becky's the one to bring it up. Like, no, I, I'm, 
pretty sure I want an abortion. And we know she's had this conversation with Luke last episode. Like, mm-hmm. he, like he had his thoughts and feelings on it, but she always goes back to that's what she wants. And she's pretty unwavering from that. Um, so at the, at first, yeah. So Tammy is like, yep. Like I can get you uh literature on that or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> literature. She's like, I can direct you to literature. There's a pamphlet. Yeah. You know, like in Glee, when the guidance counselor has like very hilarious pamphlets for like very mm-hmm. specific things you'd be she going through. So cute. I loved her. She was one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was really funny when Tammy's sister on Glee was giving them like Sudafed or whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I am right along with everyone that likes Glee that like the first two seasons are like absolutely magic. Yeah. So fucking good. I mean, something about people singing acapella just makes you cry. Yeah. And there's really good. I cried a lot. Like, yeah. Let's be honest. And there's like just really good. Like there's a lot of good things about it. Like it's not just the singing. Like there's other things that are cool. Anyway. Um, Glee so- sidebar over. <laughs> Um, but Tammy also urges Becky like to talk to her mom. Yes. That's the number one thing she says. A very important thing. Um, and, but like, I guess every sort of like step that Becky takes, she's finding like a little bit of support. Like Tim is mm-hmm. supportive. Luke is like, not totally He's writing doing her his off. best. Yeah. And Tammy is again, not, there's no like lecture. There's no whatever. It's just kind of like a helping hand. Um, and Becky, she definitely digs deep and finds the courage to tell her mom. Cause she just kind of like blurts she, yeah. it out at her well, when they're her having mom's dinner. like freaking out about some gross chicken that she's like, eating. This is genetically modified. Yeah. I could sue them we for. We shouldn't even be putting this in our bodies. <laughs> that sounds like us a hundred percent. I know. Like, I'm sure we've had that rant. Yeah. Um, Becky's mom is like shocked and scared and mad and sad. Like it's a lot to have to like digest when your like teenage daughter like tells you Mm -hmm. that, especially when you You know that that was you when you were 17 or 16. It's reminded me of Gilmore girls when, um, Lorelai finds out that Rory did it with Dean. Yes. And then she was like, I spent like my whole life trying to not get you to do this and you did it and i feel like that's what was going through becky's mom's head too like yeah we i've like she probably like gave her like so much like education about like how to not get pregnant or like why you wouldn't want to totally and that's why she's kind of like you're not like damn it (laughs) she's like good joke becky (laughs) and that's like it sucks because like if that if you were becky and your mom was kind of just like sputtering through her initial reactions i would feel kind of attacked because it's like you're just kind of like yelling things at me and it's kind of just whatever right you expect your mom to be like oh like it's okay you're like but that's what tammy's for that you need that objectivity exactly exactly it's like when becky tells her mom her mom's like okay well you're getting an abortion blah 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 blah. yeah end of story it's in line with what becky wants so they go to the clinic we don't know if it's a clinic if it's a doctor if it's a whatever oh and just going forward we got um we talked to um a girl we know on twitter mm-hmm, a twitter friend Catherine rush and her at yeah. is um oh my god one second how the how do we find it um 
it's at niche underscore meme that's really funny <laughs> um she i think works at planned parenthood in america and so she knows more about this stuff than we did so we um asked her for some info mm-hmm. for this episode so anything we say that's right is from her anything we say that's wrong it's is from, from us <laughs> um so follow her but um don't only tweet nice things at her yeah don't harass her okay end of story um so essentially when we were watching this because like again we're from canada we don't have like eyes on this type of situation and we don't know what's up yeah in and state i to also state don't legislation. know that much about it in canada because i don't know of anyone mm-hmm. who's had this experience mm-hmm. so we essentially we essentially wanted to like understand you know becky is a teenage girl that wants to get an abortion okay like how does she go about doing that and like the way that the show portrays it like is that a realistic representation of that experience for her and like obviously in the state of texas which we know is very like republican what's it called pro Pro life life. okay whatever so um catherine essentially like told us that there's like three obstacles or barriers to um women seeking abortions in the state of texas because texas is very um it's one of the most restrictive states mm -hmm. so she said that the first thing that um you'd have to deal with is your age so if you're a minor so like becky you're a teen um you have a you're a teenager who's pregnant you have to get parental consent or judicial bias to access an abortion so that's like two like one if you don't get parental consent to get birth control and you need a parental consent to buy condoms no i think the the pill oral birth control Right. right which like if you're in canada you can go to planned parenthood or you can go to like a walk-in clinic or your family doctor and get it prescribed to you. Like it's not something that requires consent. So the th- second thing um, that Catherine said was cost. So it could cost oh. a lot of money. Um, but we assume she got money from half from Luke and half from probably her mom, who was yeah. very supportive of this decision. And the cost that they talk about in the show, which is like $300, like roughly nets out to like 2017 cost, which is anywhere from 400 to like $800. Yeah. So again, like, yeah, probably it's cheaper the earlier it is. Mm-hmm. I would assume. Yeah. So, um, we sort of know where Becky is able to get um, the funds for that. So, but the, then the third thing is like access, access like how many it. clinics there are in Texas, which is not many because it's a really restrictive state and they're spread out and Texas is humongous. Mm-hmm. So Catherine said that they most likely drove to Dallas. Yeah, for which sure. Which is like when you like work full time and you're a student, like that's not the easiest thing to do. And then when you take a day off work, that's like you're losing money. Like there's just so many like, ways the system like you know makes it like there's so many times when you could be like ugh, like it's is am i making the right decision right but not because you're second guessing yourself because you hit you're hit with another obstacle Mm -hmm. that you have that and then you're like oh it's a sign Mm -hmm. it's divine intervention so basically putting all these things together like becky could go about getting an abortion in texas not like 
not saying it's like relatively easy or it's like whatever, but I think the show made it seem a lot easier than it probably a lot of women have the experience of it being. Um, And I think they might try to counteract those types of things by really showcasing like the conflict that Becky faces as a, an individual having to like make the final decision of what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. So like the emotional stress and trauma of someone who's relatively sure anyway, it's still not an easy or fun of or course. light decision to make. Yeah, totally. Um, so, so I think that when they're at the doctor's office, I think Becky gets a little bit freaked out by the doctor having to describe like the size yeah. and appearance of the of fetus, the fetus, which mm-hmm surely can't be much at this point i know but it's one of those things where they're like if we can describe like a like a living being it might deter some people because they they can like personify Mm -hmm. the right fetus right like it's it's all just like it's mind games yeah um anyway so that freaks her out and also i think she's freaked out by how much her mom doesn't want her to have this baby Mm -hmm. because it reinforces how much she like how much she derailed her mom's life right um and so she's like if i had a baby maybe i could show it the love that my mom didn't show it and maybe like it wouldn't grow up feeling you know like a failure right and like a burden yeah but yeah so she it's all like she may have never she probably thought you know like oh shit like my mom resents me at some point in her life here or there but then this like really brings it home for her where she's like wow like you know like I, i ruined my mom's life and she's still pissed yeah so like i could either be I could either like do the opposite of what my mom did or what if this baby comes and then I instantly regret like regret my decision mm-hmm. and like it is so shitty that any kid has to like think like this and really yeah. weigh the pros and cons of something that's so like permanent and like life altering right. I don't know I f- yeah I think a lot of I don't, I can't, I can't say for sure, obviously, but I think a lot of the pro-life messaging is like, it's a flippant decision and people use it for birth control yeah. and people just do it without thinking. But like, I think that the show is trying to say like, that's not, it's not the case. True. Like, even if you're relatively sure, you know, you don't actually know yeah. what you do and you, you would never make that decision lightly. No. I know. I, I don't know. Like it's the show handles it well. Um, obviously like the it's framed for like a Friday night lights audience. They're not going to get into too many of the politics mm-hmm. in this situation, but I think it is, it's like inherently political. political, right? They're just not coming out and saying, you know, right. It's this or that, or, you know, you're a Democrat or you're a not like it's right. It's just like, yes, like, it's a harsh reality mm-hmm. and some people believe in it and some people don't. And I don't, yeah, it seems like back to Tammy, she does go back to Tammy. Mm-hmm. And like we said, like Tammy clearly is not gung ho as gung ho as her mom is about it. Yeah. But she still respects that Becky should have the choice to do whatever she wants. Yeah. Um, and I think 
Tammy really sees like the maturity in Becky in mm-hmm. that in these moments and really can like and really sees like a girl that is conflicted um, and is really like has weight or options. This is still like what comes out on top. Right. What's going to work best for her. So the she, second convo with Becky and Tammy mm-hmm. just like destroyed me. It's so like it's a it's a huge like topics and like handled like very gracefully by the show yeah um and then you can also there's also like the julie stuff where tammy's just like so sad that you know julie doesn't talk to her Mm -hmm. and like becky asks like what would you say to your daughter what'd you tell your daughter i would tell her Think about her life. Think about what's important to her and what she wants. And then tell her that she's in a real tough spot. And then I would support whatever decision she made. Like, that's hard for Tammy because Julie doesn't want to talk Talk to to her. her. So, like, what would she say to her daughter? Yeah. But she was, like, up all night with Gracie, looking like something out of a horror movie, oh to my be God. honest. Like, like, in, like a in a rocking, rocking chair? chair? Like, uh, just, like, mulling over what she would say to Julie if Julie was ever in this situation. Yeah. So, there's definitely some projection there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, Becky probably sees Tammy as some kind of, like, maternal figure that she never had. Yeah, like, there's... Like there's some like you can trust Tammy like with any type of information and you know that you're not gonna be made to feel like shit because of right. the topic that you would bring to her table, you know? Yeah, it was good. It was really good. It was like it wasn't fun, but Mm-mm. and I hope we did an okay job of discussing it. It's like such a polarizing or can be a polarizing subject i think i'd like to think we kept the rants to a minimum (laughs) Um, doing amazing sweetie uh but then luke calls her after like the deed is done Mm -hmm. after she gets back from her abortion and he um i mean his parents are a huge influence on him and also we see him in church um, yeah feeling like guilty like who wouldn't feel guilty like in church yeah um knowing what like you know having that burden mm-hmm. that you're he's, thinking about you haven't told anyone yeah like, that's for sure. very stressful so he calls her and he's like i'm sorry that i haven't like been there i like, really want to support you like i truly think he's a good person he, but he, it's just all he knows yeah it's totally like he doesn't do anything wrong yeah. it's all just how he was what he was raised to believe yeah and like that's not wrong no it's it's just but, different yeah. than what she yeah. is like literally has to like think of and make a decision like in the same time that he is coming to mm-hmm. his own conclusions with a different set of yeah like values yeah yeah so he's like we could be we don't really know each other but i'd always be there for you and the baby and then it's super sad because she's like don't worry about it and then mm-hmm. but then when she tells him that it's already done he's like asks her how she is he's yeah. kind of just like oh okay well like how are you yeah. like and he's 
he never gets mad with her or mad at her. And it's, he's just trying to like understand like Mm -hmm. what she could be going through. And it's just really hard for two people who don't know each other, who are young to be mature enough to be like, okay, like how do I like reroute my entire speech right now to her and, and be, um, compassionate. Um, but you ultimately feel sad for him because he, yeah, he thought that it was going to go differently Yeah, and maybe he was starting to be hopeful Mm -hmm. about, you know, his possible life, but ultimately it's not, it's not his his body. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I mean, look at him. I know this strapping lad, he's going to have a kid and they're going to have the best time later much later (laughs) so yeah it was just rough and real Mm -hmm. and we need to like drink a million beers are drinking the same drink yeah (laughs) it's been a while um it's again canadian local sorry not sorry but you can get something like this anywhere like we had something like it in nashville totally um so we are drinking a um pink himalayan salt and coriander gosa gosa like lederhosen (laughs) gosa yeah um beer which is essentially like a type of sour beer right yeah um yeah it's a sour beer it's a sour i think i want to say wheat beer beer has gotten no, it's very not. complicated it's <laughs> yeah i thought back I in like, my day oh, an ipa a double ipa i got this I don't got this. There's and, like 10 kinds of sour beer now that I have to keep track of. Yeah. Like in my day, beer was like Budweiser or like Molson Canadian. And then when you're feeling fancy, it was like Alexander Keith's. Yeah. And now it's like, there's an unlimited <laughs> amount of beers that you could have. Um, so it's sour. Like, do you remember the beer aisle at Trader Joe's? Like that was just one aisle and we spent like an hour there. Oh my God. And everything, because we were in a different country and there was like different brands and like labels, it was like perplexing. Cause it yeah. was like, Oh no, like things that we like in Canada are probably not the same yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. I like this beer. This beer is really good. Like it's, um, relatively light. Like it's 4.5% alcohol and it's like, it has like a, it's salty, it's sour, it's light. I do think that batches are different though. I feel like sometimes it's saltier than other times. I feel that too. I think this is less salty than I've had previously. Like, um, that's just like the beauty of craft beer. Yeah, it does. So Tim um, is helping Becky emotionally. He's, he's a, her rock. He's a pretty good friend to have. Like, like, let's be honest. Like, 
Yeah. We and always go back to loving Tim, even though like sometimes we hate him. Like, but I, do we? I don't think we ever. I think we only him. really had issues with him when it was like relationship stuff. Yeah, the Lila stuff that we just didn't find as cute as everyone else yeah, did. Yeah, and there were some aspects that like were problematic. Like it just goes with that territory. But mm-hmm. Tim especially in this season is really showing like what he truly believes in. And he's a very passionate about things that you before wouldn't have really like, like thought mm-hmm. of. because he's coming into his own as something other than a football, a football player, star. Yeah. He has to find out what he actually really wants to be. Um, so, um, he's working with Billy, um, at the chop shop, the Riggins rig, chop shop mm-hmm. and we see him like bringing the like f- frames of like the stripped down cars to the junkyard to, like a mildly sexy rockabilly junkyard operator i was just like <laughs> i hate when i see dudes like that because i'm always just like initially attracted to them and i'm like remember all the reasons why he's probably horrible and yeah. then you to, like reel yourself in so it's I like think he's caring he was obviously not as criminal as the riggins brothers thought because like they were able to bribe him to crush their frames for a while but then he was like i can't do this anymore because i don't want to bring this drama into my life right yeah (laughs) so because they're left with their high and dry their junk dude bailed on them they have like the riggins have to figure out what to do with the like shells of the cars that they strip my first instinct was fucking ask landry's dad I the can't with the of- fucking fact every episode okay, every episode since that murder we've brought up things that people go down for yeah that Landry has just been able to evade and all he does is complain 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 about how hard his life his is. life Excuse is me, so you horrible. should be behind bars you should be serving 25 to fucking life like <laughs> I mean we don't love prison no but, but listen if but when you are should go to prison yeah his actions compared to what other people are going down for in this show yeah. it is disgusting like he it was not self-defense it was he it was it was premeditated murder <laughs> it's first heard it murder. Here first okay like I just it because just that because they hit the body they knew they were wrong. It just becomes more and more apparent like how unjust that whole thing mm-hmm. was. Like it was a wild ride, the murder, and like whatever we bought into but, it, we hated it, we loved it, we hated it, whatever. But it's just now. I that, think that now that we're in East Dillon and we're seeing how. I mean, I guess it's just holding a mirror up to society, uh-huh. but like, yes, um, like obviously the black characters and the characters from lower income, income families houses, yeah. and like systemically failed people are like just continuing to like that cycle continues and like maybe they're that, going to jail for longer. They're going, you know, and maybe the show was trying to show us that, but it just I, seems to me, I'd be surprised, <laughs> but okay. It just seems to me like we, he, like Landry was like a hero that didn't get put away for murder. And we're seeing like, just the system fails so many other people. And it's just horrible. I think he should have like pled, I mean, he obviously did confess, but I think he should have like pled guilty and like been on probation or something like that. I like, think at least 
just to make it all like disappear is so it's like framed as this great thing that happened but actually it's police corruption i totally because the cops were the ones that were like don't say anything because we're gonna yeah. fix this for you right he was like no 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 i killed someone and the they're like son Shh. of the sheriff they're like <laughs> no is so ridiculous. infuriating um so the Riggins. They have to get rid of the car. <laughs> so Tim, we see the we see passionate Tim come back in this episode where he's pleading with Billy to get out of the game. We made all our money and then some. We need to just stop doing this. Go back to being brothers that fix cars. He asks Billy for three things. Promise me that. We're done. Okay. Yeah. And I want you to stop yelling at me because I didn't go to college. Okay. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> I also want to be a partner. Like, honestly, who is this? Who is this Tim Those Riggins before me? Extremely reasonable requests. <laughs> so, yeah, just so practical, logical, just wants a simple life. Yeah. Um, so Billy agrees to all those terms. I think he, once Tim sort of accosts him, he probably realizes like, okay, you're right. Like, I don't need to be doing this. He kind of gets caught up in the game and he has to be told like when to quit kind Mm of. So, but now the question is, what do they do with the frames? And Billy's first response is drive them off a cliff, even though they have no engines. Tim is so <laughs> incredulous and angry. He's so mad. It's like they don't have engines, Billy. Oh yeah. With the engines that we just stripped yeah. from them, Billy. <laughs> um, and then they're like, okay, we'll set them on fire. Oh, no, we'll drive them to, the, we'll, we'll, what will they do? Like sink them? Like tow them to the water yeah to the river and sink them which didn't seem that insane to me they're they're landed on idea to bury them seems much harder harder. so they decide to like dig a pit in the middle of like some texas desert somewhere like a dirt pile and yeah because the water is way smarter because it would wash away all evidence yeah it would just be like oh shit someone did a crime at some point but like we don't know about it i mean all the cops and dylan are like yeah we don't water. know about once it hits the oh, water so you're telling me that like there's a, a abandoned car that's associated with a crime we don't know about it yeah Not, none of our business so they sort of like they have their little talk about you know their business and their relationship while they're burying the cars as far as we know it's fine yeah, a viewer, a casual viewer might think, <laughs> great, I'm so glad they narrowly avoided danger. Done and dusted. The cars yeah. are buried. Everything's great. The bats out of the house. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does this insert Irish bat <laughs> video clips again? That should be our sign-off or a theme song. <laughs> like a remixed auto-tune theme yeah. song. Um, so yeah, the Riggins are carrying on. Um, it's funny that Mindy like isn't in the app, but we see Billy like running around doing tasks for her. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, I just want the babies, the baby to come. I just want like everything to happen. I'd like to see a baby. Babies are cute. 
It's been a while since Gracie was a baby. Now oh she's, my god! Now she's like a fucking a Matilda large, toddler. Yeah, a large toddler. Um. All right. So there's a couple other things. Coach and Vince. Vince and then Julie. Um, Coach is having a hard time. Like, I guess the team is like just practicing wrong. There's just, they're not in sync this ep. We, yeah. We thought they were doing great, but apparently like they're just kind of not. I think it's like now we know they can do great. Right. So they're just doing okay. And Big Mary has something to say about it. Yeah. As so- the, as the, what do they call? Like, what are the old buds called? I've been just calling them like the alumni. Yeah. Because I was I kept like confusing them with because they're not boosters and they're not. Yeah. Um, so there's like the boosters are like watching practice and it's like evident that like Vince and coach like aren't gelling mm-hmm. as like a father son duo. Mm-hmm. Um, and the alumni are just kind of like laughing and roasting them like, ha ha ha. Like it's, they're so bad. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and big Mary is coming out of the woodwork a little bit. He's Watching the boosters called it Mary, Mary quite contrary, which it's lol. triggering they're for so, me. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure. Um, they're yeah. Like he's never really like been a part of any action. He's made it very clear that like football is something that he like doesn't endorse and he's not a fan of, but he's interested now because he's getting to know Vince on a different level because now he's his employee mm-hmm. and he's like coach has like weaseled his way into uh, some sort of friendship. Yeah. And like he, also the hearts of the community too. Like everyone's a little bit more, um, receptive to coach yeah. Taylor than they were before, but big Mary is seeing like the disconnect. And so, um, him and coach like go for drinks to like hash out what's been Fun. going on. Fun duo. So they, <laughs> it's so funny because coach is like obviously frustrated as hell. And I think like, you know, he's missing a lot of like the nuance and a lot of like, practical examples of why him and Vince are gelling. And he just assumes it's because, you know, he's white and he's not really fitting in with the community or isn't able to talk to his team, which is true in some respect, but it goes deeper than that. Right. He just assumes that it's a binary issue. And Mary's like, like shut up. Like, it's not anything to do with that. It's because like, I recognize Vince's behavior in myself and like, you need to let him explore his instincts. And he also like roasts coach by being like, do you know how it feels to be the best athlete on the team and have someone tell you like to ignore your instincts? And coach like literally is like, (laughs) he like has no response. He's like, orders another fucking round. Cause like those who can't do teach. teach. That's what they say. It's not, I didn't invent that saying um but yeah it's isn't it true. like those who can't do teach and those who can't teach teach gym oh geez that's <laughs> super rude but wow that's like double burn on coach <laughs> yeah so burn on tammy burn, on, burn coach. on coach so like coach just basically has to like accept the fact that it's not just a like a uh, issue that he can't fix because like he's black, I'm white. It's like, no, like understand the kid, understand the player. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, big Mary can like lend some insight because 
he was like a talented kid like Vince that was had to like be reined in to like the playbook system. And that's what coach has been trying to like enforce in Vince is like learn the plays, know the plays, don't stray outside of like that. Yeah. And I think it's a good thing to teach anyway, because you have to know the rules totally can break them as they say another mm-hmm. cliche to offer all of you. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's, must be frustrating for Vince and I'm sure he like gets bored of learning that way. Yeah, for but sure. That's the way for him to, I mean, coaches ultimately right too. Yeah. It's just kind like of they like, they need to come together and that's like what big Mary is offering because like previously he wasn't interested at all right. in being a part of it. And now he's like, I can help you adapt to this, you know, this team. So their talk obviously went amazing because they order another round and coaches hung over as fuck the next morning so he took a cab home responsible amazing daddy okay edit that out edit that out steven um so he takes a cab home and then tammy drives him almost all the way to his car like she's nagging him like she is nagging him the whole time but it's so amazing she's like you can't be doing this at your age or like da 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 so when they get to the bar, like she wasn't just doing shots two weeks ago with Glenn, Tammy. She's just like trying to make him feel as crazy as yeah. she felt about the whole incident. <laughs> um, when they get to the bar, his car's not there or like not where they can see it. And she's mm-hmm. like, you're, dr- you were, you're more hungover yeah. than you're drunker than I, you thought you were like, you're just a mess this morning. And his car's like around the back of the bar. Like he couldn't even remember where he parked his car, which is fair and fine um and then tammy makes him walk to his car from like the street i would be so mad if someone did that to me um but coach has to yeah he has to walk to his car and tammy's like you know what is she she's like talk she's like still screaming at him when she slams the door in her face yeah he's really hungover which like he's all of us he's all of us now yeah as much as i love tammy if she was talking to me like that when i was hungover i'd be like shut the fuck up lady being hungover sucks because you're at fault it's your fault and you just feel like shame and like yeah especially if i'm sure coach like didn't do this but if you like knew you said some stupid shit the night before yeah and you're like uh and then you know yeah um, but coach learned from big Mary and we see him sort of like let Vince take some control and I think they're playing a game. Are they, or is no, it practice? I think it's practice where he's just like, do this. But if you see an opening or you see an opportunity, like do what you would yeah. think would be good. Like right. he kind of like is able to bridge those two gaps and we're seeing, the strong, growth. Yeah. And we're also seeing like the bond and the trust between those two get forged a little more. Plus we're seeing Vince be able to really trust big Mary as well. And so that brings us to mm-hmm. Vince's new, well, new old problem, which is that his mom was doing better, but then she relapsed, which I think is pretty common. Um, so she went back to doing drugs and she overdosed and Vince walks in on her, passed out on the couch. Um, and it seems like it's not the first time it's happened because he like pretty much knows exactly like what to look for and yeah. like what to do. So they wake, she wakes up in the hospital mm-hmm. 
and it seems like like he's been down this road before yeah he like it's hard because again it's like another like child like thrust into a very intense situation where they like he looks to himself and says and like literally tells his mom like like i don't like do you hate me so much that like you want to so sad why don't you want to be with me Why you, why you want to leave me by myself? Because I don't know. I don't know if I can do it by myself. Another great teen actor. Michael B. Jordan is amazing. Is amazing. Um, and it's like really depressing because like, you know, as an addict, like you're not out to try to hurt people. Like it's just like right, a product yeah. of your disease and your circumstances. Yeah. And that must like really hurt her to hear that because obviously, yeah, it's not like selfish of her. No. So um, she's not doing it, you know, to hurt anyone. So, and he's like compassionate to like her situation too. Like he has the moment, these moments where he's, He's really vulnerable and it's raw, but then he like really understands the fact that like it's, this is just like her life right now. And like, we have to do everything that we can to like help her and support her. So he asks like, while she's in the hospital, um, he asks, um, a lady who works at the hospital who like really seems like she like won a walk on role. (laughs) Like she just, like she doesn't have a Texas accent. First of all, I just like really liked her because I was she was like, like a street shooter. Yeah, I liked she her, told, but it, she also like wasn't like a great actor. No, it was just like I think it was kind of like weird casting. I was just like they really wanted to cast like the most like real example. Yeah, of, they probably like, went to a like literal hospital, especially if they're representing hospital personnel because hospital personnel and doctors are not like chill people to right. talk to. They no, are they like. Suck. Yeah, it is like you get the hard facts, yeah, you get no emotion, job, yeah. you get I'm running round to round. This is you want an answer, I'm giving you an answer. Yeah. So he asks about um like uh treatment programs, rehab programs, and so she gives him some literature yes. about she can she points him in the direction of some literature. About like state run programs, which are obviously subsidized and they have a long wait list as a result because like you don't have to pay so it's usually what's available to a lot of people I mean, you have to pay but you pay less yeah like way less and then probably covered by insurance which i don't know about oh shit we should have asked Catherine. anyway um it's like cheaper it's the cheaper way option cheaper. um but vince sort of like he, they need it now because obviously like she's probably overdosed a bunch of times getting sober on her own doesn't seem to be happening right. and like you know going through detox at the hospital to just like go home again doesn't really give you a lot of tools yeah to, the like, clock is ticking so um the private rehab centers um he essentially needs to pay like $4,000 up front, kind of like a down payment. Once again, like another like small 
digit thousand amount of dollars that someone needs to come up with in short order. Like it's such a weird trope of this show. And but like maybe that's but also just like real. a life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy. So he he knows better than anyone what's what his mom needs right now. And so he under he wants her in treatment immediately. So he goes to big Mary and asks him for an advance on like his, his pay essentially, like instead of paying me money, just give me $4,000 and I'll work for free Mm because I need the money. That would be a long time to work at a chicken joint. Totally. But that's also why, he doesn't have the money to give. It's not, he doesn't have like I mean, 4,000. No have $4,000. No, I mean like Big Mary. That's oh, why yeah. he doesn't have like the money just like available yeah. to give him a lump sum like that. Um, but he tells Vince like, I'm so happy that you came to me mm-hmm. with this. Like this is, yeah, he says, I'm saying no to the money, not to you. Exactly. Which is very touching. And it really, again, like he's really, Vince is making like a great strides as a, as a person lately and just being like able, as a member of the community and being able to like really confide and trust people and know that like not everyone's out to get him, which mm-hmm. it must be really hard for him to, you know, I don't know, like come to terms with maybe like it just probably wasn't his experience before. Right. And now yeah. he's seeing cause he was being, like a quote unquote bad kid. Yeah. Just like in American Vandal, like, where if, if you're told you give you're out, a bad kid, oh my God. you're going to believe it. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, another great show. Um, but yeah, so he, if you give, if you give love, you'll get love yeah. back. Um, but then we see Vince bring his mom to rehab. Yeah, somehow he got the money and we're like, don't know how until he leaves his mom after visiting hours are over and goes into Calvin's car. Calvin's with them, but it's a different guy. It's like he looks like definitely like he's the boss of yeah. the whole operation. And there I feel like there's like strong like we're supposed to gather that there's some kind of like gang or crime ring that he's now been initiated into because he like gets handed a gun. Right. I've, and also they're like, he like thanks them kind of for like the money and they're Mm -hmm. like, well, like we got you like, of course, like anything there's, there's now like loyalty established. There's some kind of like, transaction you know that there's yeah it's not you didn't get that money for yeah, free there's strings attached but like so vince like you know we see him work so hard to get to a point where he's like not um he doesn't have com- to rely on that he's not like, criminal activity. he's bringing in income honestly he goes to everyone he can to act mm-hmm. to try to like see if he can get money that way but then when all else fails like he has this element where he knows that he can tap into and unfortunately he falls back into that due to circumstance due to the system. Yeah. Like so like you can't escape it. It's set up for you to fail. Yeah, totally. Just like Becky. It's maybe that's the theme of this episode. Like you are set up to fail. Cause you're also seeing it with, 
with Billy and Tim yeah. too. Like every, like those storylines are all touched with the same, like painted with the same kind of brush. Right. Like you're a, like you're marginalized in some way, shape or form. And this is like, all, you can't like you have to like claw your way out of it. Like if you just try to flow through life, like you're not gonna, like you're gonna say where you are. Yeah. And then there's Julie. Oh my God. And then there's fucking Julie who I, I can't even, I don't even like, she, she makes a even, new friend. Like it doesn't even warrant like anything to do with her because like her problem is not a problem compared to everything we've already talked about. Yeah. She likes her town, but she also wants to see the world. <laughs> she misses Matt, but she also wants to smooch this new guy that looks exactly like Aaron Carter. Oh my God. He's disgusting. He does he's look like Aaron Carter. Um, the, main reason I like even want to talk about this is just because of the really funny dinner party scene yes. where she invites her friend quote unquote over for dinner. Um, and the Taylors are not impressed with him. Like literally Tammy is like, it won't last. It's a rebound. She like her and coach, like on the side roast this mm-hmm. guy before he even comes over. Like when Julie tells them I'm going to have a friend over for dinner, they're like, okay, okay, okay. And then to each other, they're like, no yeah she's a dud <laughs> loser the coach is all like what, what do you mean she has a friend blah, blah. and tammy's like no Don't no it's like it's a flash in the pan it's fine i'm over um, it but yeah he like I, it's so obviously why julie likes him like he's like to her he's hot which you know different strokes for different oh, folks yeah, 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 yeah. um and you know, he's seen the world. He's worldly. He didn't follow like the traditional like education path that she is probably, you know, kind of disillusioned with at right. this point. Um, yeah. She's like, did you know you could travel the entire world with Habitat for Humanity? Yes. Like, yes, hun. No one sounds like a bigger brat than Julie and then this kid at the same time, like simultaneously. Right. But... And he doesn't know anything about football. Don't step into the Taylor house if you don't know anything just, about football. Try to make conversation with coach about like what like isn't it weird how you play football in the rain? Which actually like I would probably say the exact same fucking thing because it is weird. <laughs> it is weird. It's football is so fucked because like it's one of the well in my viewing experience one of the only sports that like continues on in any kind of like absurd weather but they wouldn't play in the lightning i guess not but like they play in like blizzards they play in white out conditions where you cannot see and like the like the nhl now has like all these outdoor games and they like stop playing when there's like snow because it's like hard it's literally ice yeah ice and they stop playing when there's snow yeah so it he's right it's weird um and coach doesn't hesitate to agree with him that it's weird um yeah it can get pretty weird and i guess on that note that's all i have to say and we have um one review that we'd like to read Um, do you want to review it or review it I kind of want to review it because there's a lot to like there's take away unpack. from yeah, it. Okay. Um, so this is, do we usually say that people's names or not? I can't remember. It's been so long since we've had a review. <laughs> I know. We're it's just like, oh. we're, I feel like a withered old crone. <laughs> this is my lifeblood. I feel like we don't say who does it. 
But what I can say is that this is from a person who's left us a review before. So their original review was, um, after season two where there was like an abrupt end. I liked that review. And they were like, my only, um, or like, I thought that like after season two, like they would be gone forever, (laughs) but then like they miraculously came back and it was amazing. Um, so they're obviously like a ride or die at this point. Mm -hmm. So their review title is the only thing better than this show dot, dot, dot. I'm on tenter hooks. And then the, the body is, would be if Mary and Katie did a successor podcast series on The Wire. This okay. podcast remains as delightful as ever, but Mary and Katie invited the suggestion by loving uh, Lawrence Gillard Jr.'s cameo in a single episode of FNL Season 4, the last episode that we talked mm-hmm. about. Um, but having to look up his iconic role as D'Angelo in The Wire. Okay, I just want to say I've seen <laughs> season one of The Wire. I knew, I knew who he was. I just forgot his name. We re- I was very sad about what happened to him at the end of season one in The Wire. We recognized him, but we had to like dig for it because again, like he was so he was a blip in Friday Unless Night he Lights. Comes, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um, I mean. I mean this recommendation completely seriously. Do yourselves a favor. Do yourselves and your fans of this podcast a favor. So essentially, they want us to... (laughs) It's what the people want. (laughs) Do a podcast on the wire. And like, full disclosure and transparency, people request things, TV shows from us every once in a while. Like, after this, like, branch out into that. Or like, this show is also amazing. Do this show. I'm like taking it as show recommendations. Um, like as to watch. Yes. Yes. To watch. Totally. Um, I will say that we have seen some stuff on the internet about how people don't like our opinions about this show, which is perfectly fine. Yeah, totally. People can think whatever they want, but like that, the fan base of the wire is like, we would be eaten alive. It was a five-star review and we appreciate anyone that loves us enough to write a review, to tell us that we're doing a, a good job at this job. It's great. We to like it. Tweet at us. Uh, at clear eyes pod. Hint, hint. <laughs> um, to follow us on our pretty much lapsed Facebook, which thank you so much. It's there if you need it. Um, and to go to our website at clearicefullheartsplusbooze.com. Um, yeah. And until next time. <laughs> Bye. Good night. <laughs>